Welcome to our Exchanges at Goldman Sachs Markets update for March 6th. Every week we sit down with leaders across the firm to get their quick take on what they're watching in markets. And today we have our first ever guest, Amelia Garnett, back on from our Global Markets Division. Amelia, welcome to the program. Thank you so much for having me back. All right. So, Amelia, crazy times on the trading floor. How does it feel right now to be down there? It's wild. I mean, these have been some of the most volatile markets during my career at Goldman. Busiest by far. Yes, it's been very volatile and there's been a lot to keep up with. So coronavirus is obviously front and center for investors and it's led to a lot of volatility. What's happening? So modeling and pricing the economic impact of a global epidemic is not something investors would claim to have an edge on. We've seen unprecedented moves across asset classes It's hard to ignore the move lower in equity markets, yields across the globe, the dollar, oil, and so on. And investors are just grappling to manage risk amidst poor liquidity and respond to the evolving news flow. So what's being priced into where the markets are right now? Sure. So to put some context on the moves, rate markets now price for the Fed to cut rates by the end of this year to around 30 basis points. And on a forward-looking basis, it looks like they'll never be able to raise rates beyond, let's say, 70 basis points over the next 10 years. At the same time, inflation expectations are at all-time lows, despite the fact that the Fed's cutting rates. So in short, the market is basically pricing a large disinflationary shock that will prevent the Fed from really hiking rates anytime soon. For the next decade, huh? Does that reaction seem right to you? Or does that seem like a bit of an overreaction to the events that we've seen unfold? I mean, I'm not going to try and make any predictions about how quickly or aggressively this virus is spreading. And we're all frankly looking at the same thing, which is the rate and scale of the spread. Uh, But what I would say is that there's clearly a very broad distribution of outcomes. And I think that the market is putting a lot of weight on the negative tail as evidenced by the price action. So if we're fortunate and the spread slows and we can avoid widespread, long-lasting quarantines across Europe and the US and the broader globe, I think market pricing probably is a little defensive at this point and we could see a relief rally. Okay. So what do you think of the timing might be for some sort of recovery in the markets? I would say clients' expectations through the middle of last week was that we were operating with a kind of V-shaped recovery. So a very quick snapback, hopefully by the end of Q1. And frankly, if you looked at equity markets in China, you would probably believe that thesis. That said, our clients are coming around to the view that this is going to be more of a prolonged, longer-lasting issue, uh, so more of a U-shaped or L-shaped economic recovery, much like we saw in the European crisis of 2011 and 12. But really, how long this can last and how severe it is, is the question we're all trying to answer. So Amelia, it's hard to paint all clients with the same brush, but what are the clients that you're working with every day? How are they reacting to, to what's going on in the markets today? So I cover a mix of equity and credit and macro hedge funds. So to the extent that I can summarize their activity, I'd say clients fortunately did have some equity protection on going into this week. That's a function of clients programmatically buying equity puts, particularly given how late we are in the bull market. But also others were hedged for Super Tuesday. So in both instances, clients were able to monetize their hedges given the move lower in equities and the move higher in volatility. Another very popular defensive trade we've seen is to short investment grade and high yield credit. The thesis there is that credit outperformed equities all through 2019 on a risk adjusted basis. So going into this year, credit spreads had got very tight and corporate leverage had got 
pretty high. And then when the market started to crack, investors viewed credit as the more convex hedge. That is to say, they were looking to get more bang for their buck by shorting credit rather than equities. So we've seen actually credit spreads on sectors like cruise liners, energy, auto, all the kind of sectors that would be impacted by this virus start to price in some default risk. And we've also seen material widening at the index level, products like CDX IG and CDX high yield. So so those spreads widened out, but what, what's happened in the wake of the Fed's surprise uh, rate cut this week? Sure. So, I mean, clearly central banks have made a coordinated effort to cut rates. We've had the Fed go 50 basis points this week. We also had the Bank of Canada follow that and the RBA, and there'll likely be more cuts to come. And we've seen clients respond to that by positioning for lower interest rates around the globe, particularly in countries where there is scope to cut rates like the U.S., We haven't seen so much activity from Europe and in Japan where they're already close to the lower bound. But from an economic perspective, these cuts are just one piece of the puzzle. It should help boost consumer business confidence and ease financial conditions, but it's not going to convince people to travel or spend. And more importantly, it's not going to reduce the rate of infection or fix broken supply chains. So we really rely on healthcare professionals, policy experts, and governments for that. And clients agree with me in that respect, in that we saw the S&P close significantly lower on Tuesday, despite the 50 basis point cut from the Fed. Yeah, lower financing is not going to restore aggregate demand. Okay, so a lot of the focus uh, of this episode and this week is been around coronavirus. But heading into the week, there was a lot of focus on Super Tuesday, and that became a bit of a sideshow. But what about former Vice President Joe Biden's strong showing on Tuesday? How did, how did the investors take that? Yes. Yeah, so politics is yet another thing that our investors are not particularly experienced in investing with. I mean, it's hard to ignore the rally in markets on Wednesday following Vice President Biden's rebound. Um, and you'd look no further than the managed healthcare stocks that closed up the day around 10 or 15% as the market priced out the more progressive agenda from Senator Sanders. That said, I'd say that these moves are frankly a rounding error in the context of the moves lower driven by the virus. So hectic week in the markets. Uh, what are you going to do to unwind this weekend or or is that off the table? So I'm hoping to travel to South Africa for a friend's wedding, but we'll see whether I'm allowed. We'll see whether you're allowed. Thanks for joining us again, Amelia. You're our first repeat guest. Thank you. And in case you missed it, check out our other podcast this week with Heath Terry of Goldman Sachs Research on how startups are using computational biology in drug discovery. Thanks and have a great weekend. All price references and market forecasts correspond to the date of this recording. This podcast should not be copied, distributed, published, or reproduced in whole or in part. The information contained in this podcast does not constitute research or a recommendation from any Goldman Sachs entity to the listener. Neither Goldman Sachs nor any of its affiliates makes any representation or warranty as to the accuracy or completeness of the statements or any information contained in this podcast and any liability, therefore, including in respect of direct, indirect, or consequential loss or damage, is expressly disclaimed. The views expressed in this podcast are not necessarily those of Goldman Sachs, and Goldman Sachs is not providing any financial, economic, legal, accounting, or tax advice or recommendations in this podcast. In addition, the receipt of this podcast by any listener is not to be taken as constituting the giving of investment advice by Goldman Sachs to that listener, nor to constitute such person a client of any Goldman Sachs entity.